I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. Let's talk about you and how you feel about you uh, and how you feel about who you are and what you do and where you are and what you've accomplished. Because it's really important if you're going to look at the world to understand where you're looking at it from. Do you come from a place of accomplishment? Do you feel good about yourself? An alarming amount of people that I know, I would say the majority of people that I know, the majority of people I think I've met in my life, are not happy with themselves. But why are they not happy with themselves? Which is a, a fundamental question you really have to ask as a human being, why am I not happy? And is the way I feel about myself, is my unhappiness with myself affecting, potentially damaging my relationships with other people and with my potential to achieve things or gain what I want? Now, I don't want to go down a hole of sounding like some sort of self-help guru, because God knows I'm not in a position to self-help anybody. I can barely self-help myself. But it has occurred to me that the majority of the problems, at least in my life, that I seem to have with, with myself are in relation or in comparison to other people. So I only know that I don't have because I see what others have in every aspect. I only know that I am not in shape because I see that others are in better shape. Now, I'm not saying I don't know that I'm physically not in shape. Obviously, I'm aware of that. But I'm only reminded and harassed by it. And I will say harassed because we are harassed by our culture. We are harassed by our influences, the things that pervade into everyday thoughts. And I've seen this in so many of my friends and um, even in my own life that I feel like I am, you know, it's like having this constant voice in your head that tells you you are not enough. And bless the people that don't listen to it because there are people out there who just do not have any concept of – and I'm not – it's not even a humility aspect, although humility is part of it. It's the fact that, you know, think about this. Think about the thing in your life that you don't like about yourself the most, whatever it might be. Um, You know, whatever it is – I mean, I'm not talking about maybe things you've done. Because there are people out there who, you know, understandably are very regretful of things. I'm not talking about regrets. I'm talking about the thing you don't like about yourself. Oh, I don't have enough money. I'm not tall enough. I don't have another language that I speak. I am not um, whatever it is that you feel deficient in. Whatever area that you feel like you have not got enough money, not enough success, not enough. How do you know what is enough? Because you would easy to say, well, I'm not happy. Well, you're not happy because you don't know. So, so if you didn't know what 100 was, you wouldn't know that 10 is only a tenth of it. You see what I'm saying? If you didn't know what others had or if you weren't beaten about the head and neck constantly with what others have, you wouldn't know that what you have is not enough for you. If you didn't see Lamborghinis on the street every day, you wouldn't hate your Toyota Corolla. Because you would be like, well, this car drives fine. It keeps me warm, keeps me safe. There's nothing better. So, I mean, in a way, it's the bliss of being like an animal, you know, like a dog or a cat or something. They don't know anything else, so they're happy with what they have. Now, that is very counterintuitive to our entire societal system in the West, particularly the systems that we have based on capitalism. Because what they want you to do, and they, and I will use the term they on this podcast a lot, as I have before, as I will continue to do, because it's a very easy catch-all phrase. You put whatever you want there. The powers that be want you to want. They want you to need things. They want you to feel the need for that Gucci bag. They want you to feel the need for the 
special kind of, uh, you know, makeup. They want you to feel the need for the Ferrari. They want you to feel the need for uh, the special watch that you don't really... Because if you need those things, if you feel like you need those things, you will do things to get those things. And the things you will do to get those things is earn money. And then you will spend money. And spending of money and earning of money and all part of the system, what you will do is you will create the gasoline that they pour on the fire and then they get warmed by it. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, anyone's got a gun to our head. They don't. That's not... What, what's happened is we are raised, we grow up, we're, we, you know, are, are products of a system that teaches and encourages this behavior. Achieve more, get more, have more, do more. Um, you are only mad that you don't have six-pack abs. You know, if you're perfectly healthy, there's nothing wrong with you, but you want six-pack abs, you want six-pack abs. Why? Because it gets you more things. Because the fitness, and you can say, well, I'm doing it for myself, but ultimately you're doing it for the well-being, the feeling that you are in some way better than others. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's an achievement thing to say, I have achieved this for myself. Well, what are you actually getting out of it? You know, what are you actually getting out of having, you know, I don't know, uh, what's a good example, the latest iPhone? I mean, the phone you have has everything. It's, yeah, you are getting a slightly better phone. There's no question there. But would you really need that slightly better phone if it wasn't for the fact that you saw other people with that slightly better phone and you're comparing yourself to them? I know this is a touchy subject because people want to believe that their motivations are their own, but this is part of the religion of capitalism that we have all bought into, myself included. I have things I don't need. Plenty of things I don't need. I feel bad about myself for things I shouldn't feel bad about myself for. But the only reason I feel bad about myself for them is because I know that other people can do or have the things I do not have or can or cannot do. So I really, really hate the fact that I only speak one language. It really, really bothers me. Why do I really need to learn another language? I mean, I, it would be fun it might be a useful skill, for sure. But I've survived to nearly 43 years old without being able to speak another language fluently. My entire world revolves around being able to speak, you know, being in places where being, speaking English is fine. Most of the world speaks English or you can get by on English. So I have a mastery of one of the not most, if not most useful languages on the planet in terms of being able to, to commerce and everything else. I have no need for another language. I don't have a need for it. But I'm doing it because I feel bad that I only speak one language. Well, why do I feel bad that I only speak one language? I shouldn't feel bad. I should maybe see an opportunity to increase skill sets. That's a different thing. But feeling bad is the motivation I have for this. And why? Because I'm comparing myself to other people. And I see the fact that I only speak one language as a marker that I am not that intelligent. Now, that's not true. That's not true at all. There are plenty of very, very intelligent people who've only spoken the language that they were raised with. There's nothing wrong with only speaking one language. It's not some sort of signpost that tells you that you have moved into this extra, you know, upper class of the, uh, you know, intelligent people on the planet. No, it's not. See, I can't even, I couldn't even think <laughs> about a way to say intelligent people. But you know what I'm saying? I'm doing it because in my head, I have this slight thing of being like, oh, holy shit, Simon speaks Mandarin? Oh, he's probably pretty smart. That's a weird motivator. 
Why do I do the job I do? Why am I a comedian? Am I a comedian purely for my own? Does it, what does it give me to entertain people? Well, it gives me a sense of satisfaction, a sense of fulfillment, a sense of belonging, and a sense of, uh, of purpose. And it also gives me a sense of defense. I'm, I'm, but all of those things come from outside influences. With, if I was born and grew up on an island by myself, no one around me, there's absolutely no way I would be a comedian. It's an insane thing to do. Now, the natural talent that I have would be there, but all the work ethic and everything I've put into being funny wouldn't need to exist because I wouldn't have anyone to impress. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that I need to be funnier or better. Like, why do I still do comedy? I want to be the best comedian I can possibly be. Well, it, you'd be lying if you said that when you want to accomplish something, you didn't compare yourself to other people in your field. Or No, not in a negative way, but you need to know where you are. You know, there's no point in being the fastest racer who never races anybody. So in your head, you look at it and go, well, maybe, but comparison, comparatively, I sh- could be better or I could be. But that's fine as long as it fuels a spirit of improvement. What I'm talking about today is when it fuels a spirit of negativity, of, of self-poisoning, of self-hatred, of, uh, of, of this kind of weird warped kind of dysmorphia of ourselves where you believe that because you don't have or don't look like or don't know what the people around you, what you perceive they have look like or know, they might not even be, have or look like or know those things, that you are less than. And because, because of comparison, the only way you can measure, which is the way you measure what you believe to be less than, if you did not know, then you would not hate yourself is my argument. How do we fix this? Well, we can't fix this. This is not something you can fix because we, as humans, live in groups. We live in small groups and big groups. And unless you choose to live alone, but even then, even then, if you decided at 25 years old, you're going to pack it all in and move to an island and never talk to another human being again in your life, never take any media from any other, anything else, any other source, the only thing you're going to get as a stimulant from the outside world is the nature that you're in and the animals you encounter, that's it. You're not going to talk to another person. You're going to look at another person. You're not, going to, you're not even going to look up when airplanes fly by. You're not going to look out when boats go by. Nothing. No other contact with human beings for the rest of your life. You would still be afflicted by this problem because you're 25. And through your life, you have acquired and built pathways in your brain that associate accomplishment with competition. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You can't reprogram your brain to do that because it's a deep-seated, inbuilt thing, because it's part of who we are as a species, because to survive, you needed to get more than the person next to you. And the only reason you knew you didn't have as much is when the people next to you had more. Like, you know when you're hungry. I'm not saying you, you know, wander around the desert. But an animal eats because it eats. It eats because it's hungry. It eats until the need is satiated. It doesn't look at the lion pride next to it and go, well, I already ate my lion, but they've got two lions. I should get another lion. They don't waste the energy on it because it doesn't make sense to them. It's a useless waste of skill. And they are not afflicted by this comparative mental illness is what we all kind of... And we live in this world of weird kind of normalization of this sort of behavior where it is perfectly normal to do insane things, to gain things so that other people will think that you are, that you, even then, you will imagine that other people will think you're something about you because we don't know what other people think about us. We only know what we think we know other people think about us. You don't know if people think you're cool. You know, if people say you're cool, maybe they're trying to get something from you. 
You know if people act weird around you, but you don't know exactly what they're thinking. You never know who you're dealing with or what you're dealing with. And because you don't know their intentions or their thoughts, you can't possibly know what, like, you can't possibly have a realistic idea of a comparison between you and them. Look, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you didn't know, then you wouldn't care. And so how do we get to a place where we don't care? Well, like I said, we don't. But what we do is we become aware of the choices we're making because we do care. So I am aware that I am learning to speak Mandarin because I think it would be really cool to be able to order some food at a restaurant or, you know, interject in a conversation or something because it would be neat. It'd be kind of cool. It would, it, would, it would make people think I was smart to be terribly blunt. Is it a fun language to learn? Yeah, it's kind of fun to learn. Is it a utilitarian language? It's a useful language for the planet. Yeah, I, I believe. Mandarin is probably one of the languages that will be quite useful. Um, as wow factors go in terms of like shock, it's like putting a spoiler on your personality. You probably don't need it, but you want it there so that everyone will be like, that's cool. And now, it would be different if I was in a position where I wanted to get a job that required me to know Mandarin. Yes, but then what's the motivation for that job? What's the motivation for getting that particular job, doing that particular thing? What, what are your motivations? Are your motivations colored by, and is your, is your vision of yourself colored by the outside world and what people think of you? Would you be a different person fundamentally in, in many ways if you did not have that influence? Of course you would. Of course you would. Because it's an ingrained, inbuilt thing. And in our society, particularly in Western society, it is really heavily pushed on us that you want more. I mean, the reason credit card companies survive, most of them, is because we want more. We buy things we don't need. Like I said, I'm guilty of it. I have things I don't need. I have, you know, a computer would work, but I need a MacBook. A phone would work, but I need an iPhone. You know what I mean? A car would work, but I need an SUV. You know, it's all these things. Now, do I actually need all the functions of an FUG? Maybe. Do I need a brand new one? No. Why did I get one? Well, I got one for reliability and everything else. Why did I get it in black? Well, I don't know, because I think the color looks cool. Do I think the color looks cool? Or do I think someone will think the color looks cool? Again and again and again. And these are the motivations. What We have a hard time deciphering what our own opinions are and our beliefs are without being... The, the influence from the outside. And that is because I believe we do not form our own opinions and our own beliefs of, of what we think of ourselves and our own, our own beliefs of what we think about, um, about what we have and what we want and what we need without it being colored by outside influences. Why do you think you're fat? Do you think you're fat because you're unhealthy? Okay, fair enough. But only you know how you feel. So that's a personal thing. I know I feel fat. I know I feel like I need to lose weight. I should lose some weight. Or do you feel fat because you want to look like something? You want to com- you compare yourselves to the magazine covers. You compare yourselves to the people you see walking down the street. I live in Vancouver. It's like a forest of supermodels here. It's ridiculous. If you compared yourself to every single one of them, you'd lose your mind. But I wonder how many of them look like that because they compare themselves to other people. How much of this is a hamster wheel of self-hatred that we just kind of wind and wind and wind? And the thing that fuels it is the competition with those around us. 
take yourself out of a competitive mindset. Remove yourself from a situation where you judge yourself by how you judge others because that's also what it is. It's like, you know, if you have very little self-confidence, very little self-esteem, uh, and you are in, um, insecure, uh, you are also judging people as well because you are assuming what those people will think of you. You're judging what those people will think of you. You are comparing yourself to them, but then you are also judging them. You know what I mean? It's, it, you cannot extract yourself from this. No one is innocent in society. It just doesn't exist. Everything you do is, a, is, a, is, is motivated by something. And often what we do is motivated by a comparison or competition with other people. And I had this interesting conversation with a friend of mine on her podcast. And, I, and, and it occurred to me that it was something worth talking about because I think we all, we, we know what we feel. I feel like I want to be thinner. I feel like I want to be more handsome. I feel like I want to be taller. Why do I want to be taller? What do I need to be taller? I'm five foot ten. We're just under now. Why do I need to be six foot tall? I don't. I don't. Nothing in my life will significantly change. There's nothing two inches higher than I am right now that I can't reach. It's not like there's a gold bar sitting on a shelf in my kitchen that I just can't quite get to. Nothing will change other than how I feel about myself. But why will I feel better when I'm slightly taller? What would make a difference? Well, nothing. The only thing would be people wouldn't think I was short. Now, that's easy to say on paper, but the only reason I would have that thinking is because if everyone else was five foot eight, I wouldn't want to be six foot tall because I wouldn't have a need. My need to be six foot tall is to measure up, pardon the pun, to other people and the expectation of others and the comparison of others. Why do I need these things? I don't need these things. I want these things because other people have these things. And that's why it turns into a need. Because when it turns into a need, I will do whatever I need, I have to, to get it. Why do you need straight teeth? Well, it will make me feel better about my life. Why? Well, I will look better. In comparison to what? If everyone didn't have straight teeth, would you care as much? Now, it's easy to say, yes, I would care as much because, you know, now, if your teeth, I would care as much because I, you know, it's something I personally want. Well, why do you want it? Well, I just want it. Why? Well, for me, but why for you? What is it giving you to have straight teeth? What does it give you? Now, if your teeth are so screwed up, you can't eat. That's a different thing. But I'm talking about cosmetics. I'm talking about the vanity of it. What's the point? You only want it because other people have it. If other people didn't have it, you wouldn't want it. Same thing with being five foot ten. If I was five foot, you know, eleven, would my life be that much different? The only way it would be different is that I would think people didn't think I was short. But I also don't actually know what people think. I don't know. Only when they tell me do I actually know. The majority of people I don't know. If I don't interact with people, I don't know what they think of me. I'm making assumptions as to what they think of me, which is me judging them, which is me deciding what they think of me. Oh, that person thinks I'm fat, do they? Or do they not care? Or why is that person looking at me? They probably think my hair looks stupid. Or maybe they think your hair looks great. But in your head, you're comparing yourself to other people who are good looking. Like if someone looks at me and I go, oh man, they think I'm short. I only think I'm short because I'm five foot ten 
And in my head, five foot ten is not as tall as I want to be, and I want to be taller because other people are taller. So I've manufactured a situation, I've manufactured a scenario where someone who is looking at me is, you know, I have no way of knowing this, is judging me, has decided I'm not tall enough, and has decided I'm not tall enough because it makes me less attractive or whatever it is, and other people are taller, and that's what makes other people better than me. I'm not good enough. That person over there looking at me thinks I'm not good enough. None of that is provable. There's no way of knowing if that's true in any capacity. No, it very well might be true. But the odds are it probably isn't. That person's probably looking at me because a bird's about to poop on my head. Nobody knows. And so what happens is you get into this tailspin of why is that person staring at my car? Like, I, it's the same thing. Okay, so I, I, I drive a, uh, a not fancy make of car. It is a new car, but it's not fancy, right? It's not one of those cars you would traditionally say, oh, that's a very fancy, fancy car. I was parking it about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. And some guy was walking up the street uh, at nighttime. He was walking by and he's staring at me in my car. And I go, here we go. Here we go. This guy's going to make fun of my car. And, be like, Ooh, nice. and he just said to me, he's like, that's a nice car, man. I was like, thanks. And he walked away. And even then, when he was obviously being honest and real, I still thought to myself, he's fucking with me. That's what I thought. I thought, well, he's making fun of me. That's what he's trick. He's, he's just got to be some ulterior motive. No. But because I judge the fact that this car is not as fancy or nice as a car I, I think I should have or want to have, even though it's a nice car. To somebody else, it's a super nice car. It is a nice car. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a perfectly fine car. It does everything I need. But because I compare my ha- what I have with what I want or what other people have, I assume that this person walking down the street minding his own business is doing the same thing. I've decided that this guy has the same superficial judgment over things automobile that I do. And so when he looks at my car, he doesn't look at it going, oh, there's a nice black SUV. He looks at it going, oh, look at this piece of garbage. This, this all this guy can afford. What a loser. Because in my head, I feel like that. See what I mean? So when someone looks at you on the street, or if you think someone's looking at you, or if you think someone's treating you a certain way, you are putting all the problems you have of you comparing yourself to everybody else on this person when you're comparing them to everybody else who's ever made you feel bad or comparing yourself to them to you when you make judgments and that is what you're coming to the table with it colors everything we do it affects everything we do comparative behaviors our relationship with competition is so very much part of human nature and so very necessary in so many ways, but it has become perverted and, and, and kind of uh, exacerbated by the system that we live in, where human beings are now forced into this weird spiral where we completely judge ourselves by what everyone else has. And the funny thing is everyone else is judging themselves too, with a few exceptions, obviously. So when you look at someone on the street and go, oh, this guy's probably going to make fun of my car, He's probably looking at me going, oh, that's a nice car. Why is that guy looking at me? If I got bad hair, what's going on? Because he's comparing himself because he's maybe going bald. So he's comparing himself to someone with a full head of hair. And it goes on and on and on. Even though I'm not looking at his hair. I'm looking at him going, this guy's going to judge me. He's looking at me going, oh, man, that guy's looking at my, the fact that I'm going bald. Oh, shit. Now, is that 
always the case? No, it's not always the case. But it is, is it a very big, significant problem? Like I said, why do you not like yourself? What is it about you you don't like? I'm a coward. Really? In comparison to what? The movie Die Hard? Yeah, we're all cowards in comparison to the movie Die Hard. I'm weak in comparison to what? You know, The Rock? Yeah, we're all weak in comparison to The Rock. Now, maybe if The Rock, we didn't know The Rock existed, you wouldn't feel weak. You know, I mean, for many years, I was I was a very, very strong guy, even though I wasn't in incredible shape. I was always very strong. Now, I didn't know that I wasn't as strong as other people until I'd seen other people do a thing. But so if I see, if I'm a strong guy, and then I see someone lift something more than me, I think to myself, well, in comparison to that guy, I'm not as strong. So now I don't feel good about how strong I am. Whereas previously, before I met that person, I felt good. It's like if I'm a comedian, I'm a very funny comedian. I see someone who I believe is funnier than me or better than me, I, it makes me feel bad about me. But it shouldn't. It should make me feel good for them. And then it should make me want to improve because I believe there's more opportunity to improve. Not because I want to be as good as someone else. Because I want to be as good as I can be. But the funny trick about that is how much self-improvement, as we talked about with languages and everything else, is motivated by comparison is motivated by putting yourself up against other people would you know to get better if you didn't know better existed i don't know i don't know is it something inherent in human nature to try and achieve more constantly or is there a very strange undercurrent of competitiveness and comparison tied to vanity that causes us to push in directions to improve ourselves, but only in the eyes of others. Or, in our eyes, compared to others. What is it that motivates us to make things better? What is it that motivates us to not like ourselves? Why do you not like yourself? You seem pretty cool. Maybe you don't like yourself because you've inflated the image of others in your head. You've decided that in order to be competitive with others or be on the same level as others, you must have all the things they have or more. But the funny thing is, and this is not some bullshit self-help podcast where I'm like, you're just as good as the way you are. You're, no, do what you want to get better. This is a necessary thing of human development. We need to keep improving for sure. But we just need to examine the motivations. So when you feel bad about going out in that dress and you feel like, oh, I don't look good in this dress. Do you feel like you don't look good in that dress because of you? Or do you feel like you don't look good in that dress because you've seen the model in the magazine wearing that dress and she's unattainable? Like that look is what you want, but it's not attainable. Like what makes you not like you? And I think you will find that what makes you not like you is a lot of your envy and jealousy in comparison with others, even if it's subconscious. If you didn't know, you wouldn't care. Stop beating yourself up because just as much as you're doing that, there's someone out there looking at you, beating themselves up and they shouldn't be doing that either because you're not judging that guy's hair when he's walking up the street. You're waiting for him to judge you. Now, he's not judging you when he's walking up the street. He's waiting to say something nice about your car. But because you feel bad about your car, you all of a sudden get into this position where, well, he's going to mock me 
Uh, and like that's he's going to make fun of me because of my car because I don't feel good about my car and then it, you don't know you don't know and you're putting that artificial completely manufactured scenario uh, on other people now unless they prove otherwise if they prove otherwise that's a different thing I mean a little healthy competitiveness is good but in your own in your own head in your own mind look at your motivations think about why you want to do the thing why you need to do the thing why you have to have the thing do you want that watch because you really love the design and it speaks to you? Or do you want that watch because other people will see that watch and go, shit, that's a nice watch. Or is it a mixture of the two? Who knows? Worth exploring. This podcast is, if nothing else, hopefully thought-provoking. Please send me a letter to www.skpodcast at gmail.com if there is something you would like to talk about. Follow me on Twitter at www.skpodcast, or you can follow my personal Twitter at unfamous. And I also have a Facebook group, uh, which none of you have joined. So <laughs> that's not true. Like two of you have uh, on Facebook. It's the What's Wrong With Simon King podcast group. Uh, like, rate, and review. Please uh, spread it around. Um, if you're digging the podcast, thank you so much for listening. I don't have many dates coming up, obviously. Um, there's not much happening. Uh, so we'll see... Uh, We'll see what, um, well, maybe shakes loose in September, but right now I'm a comic without much to do, so um, I, uh, I will keep doing these podcasts as long as you keep listening, and um, yeah, that, that's not a, yeah, just don't, just don't feel bad about yourself. I'm sure you're doing great, unless you're a fucking psycho or something, like, like listening to this while you're eating cereal out of a severed head, well then maybe, you know, have a look at your life, but otherwise, I'm sure you're fine, your hair looks great. You, you look good. You don't need to lose any weight. Your car is fantastic. Don't worry about it. Everything is good. Um, that's a really weird way to say that's what's wrong this week, so I can't. So I'm just going to say, um, and then, uh, yeah, the government. That's what's wrong this week. <laughs>